A to Z of college recruiting. This is the show where you'll learn about the latest tips and tricks on how to maximize your scholarship opportunities tenfold. You'll learn the hows, whys, and what's of college recruitment and scholarships. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to episode 64 of the NSR podcast, the show where we give you the latest tips and tricks on how to maximize your scholarship and collegiate opportunities. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed the, the little intro music there. It's uh, a fantastic tune, Matt, isn't it? Oh, fantastic little jingle. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. Uh, a to Z of college recruiting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, we're on YouTube. We're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, three big platforms there. We're the number one podcast on Spotify. Uh, we're on climbing every up the podcast on app. Exactly. Give us your star rating. Subscribe to us. Give us all that love because we give it back to you. Exactly. Share the podcasts. Put the the NSR podcast out there to the world. Um, the the biggest and best podcast on college scholarships, college recruiting, everything related to to American colleges. So. Um, make sure you share the podcast, share any feedback that you have with us on the podcast. Suggest We're your always, topics. Exactly. We love to hear from you guys about what you're hearing, what you like, what you don't like, what you want to hear, all that good stuff. That's what basically makes the next episode. Exactly. So, we want to uh, we, we want to grow the podcast. We want to make it as enjoyable and as, you know, as good as possible for all you listeners out there. So any feedback is much appreciated. Um, we've got the green screen behind us as well. Uh, hopefully you enjoy the, the various sort of locations that we've been traveling through in the last um the last few months uh yeah i guess we've, we've, we've seen the world exactly we've seen the world more specifically just the u.s so not really the world <laughs> uh, it's but, our world uh, it's uh it's a fantastic a fantastic uh thing that we've done with the with the podcast my most enjoyable thing so um, jacob episode 64 episode 64 we are going to be talking about the ncaa division one and division two Compare the two two divisions and and sort of Which figure one's out best? what's best exactly. That's a, a big question that that everyone sort of asks. What's what's better, the NCAA what's Division One, Two, Three, NAIA? But we'll talk about specifically Division One or bust. Exactly. We'll talk about the NCAA Division bust One is. and Division Two. <laughs> <laughs> we'll compare the both. Stay tuned. Episode sixty four, an incredible episode with tons of important information. Hope you enjoy it. The NCAA Matt, a word or acronym that is thrown around probably even more than, than the word scholarship when it comes oh. to the US college pathway. The National Collegiate Athletic Association. Over $1 billion in revenue every year, three different divisions, 1,281 institutions and a number of different conferences across the country, 480,000 college athletes participating within these divisions and institutions. The biggest and most well-known uh, institutions worldwide, I would say as well. Worldwide, wide, uh, wide, wide. But <laughs> maybe a few here and there. Um, Matt, what's the what's the big whoop? Why does the NCAA get brought up, or the NCAA Division One more? I guess is probably bigger as well. Why did the, yeah. Why does the NCAA get brought yeah, up more often than not? And then why is it the most well known division or governing body you know, of college sports? Well, there's a there's a number of reasons for that. Yep. I'll, I'll take it one step further and say it's really. You know, probably the one what gets brought up more than anything is the NCAA Division One, and that is like, you know, if it's not Division One, it's not worth it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That it's the it's the most well known, uh, I guess, governing body or, or or competition of collegiate sport in the United States. Um, Certainly, because the most talked you know, about worldwide. Yeah, or? definitely, and a lot of a lot of people, I think, internationally. <laughs> 
don't even know that there are three divisions in the NCAA, right? Yeah. Like it's they only see what what they see, and that and that's Division One, right? So um, look, and, and and I think the the biggest reason for that is because this is what you see on television, yeah. in the news, on ESPN, yeah. in the media, movies, TV shows, yeah. like like that is what is most publicized. So you as an international that are only getting the things about the United States that are the most publicized are going to be seeing things that are in division one. Yeah. You know, I think, I think another reason why the NCAA is, is probably the most well known and this is off script. All right. But I, I just, <laughs> this came into my head because you, you know, my brain's always working yeah. <laughs> uh, is because of, you know, education USA. Yeah. We talked about that in the previous podcast about education USA. Well, education USA is a, is, is a sponsored sort of, you know, outreach by the NCAA, mm-hmm. and and they'll, they'll go and they'll visit different private schools and different schools in different countries, and they'll worldwide, yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll they'll explain all about you know the the eligibility requirements for the NCAA Division One, Two, and and Three, and and that that's that's all that people think exists. Yeah. When, when in reality, there's so much more than that. Mm. All right, um, but look, the, why is the NCAA and and why is it in the media and why is it you know, publicize more well because they're massive institutions, like enormous schools, yeah. schools, like like you know, large large campuses, huge revenue streams, yeah. right? Like, just put it into perspective for you with with revenue, with with, yeah. with revenue. Well, yeah. well, firstly, with with population as well, right? Okay, I'll go. use the University of Texas, right? 60,000 students enrolled in one institution that, that and, and it, it genuinely takes up the university and the university population is probably half, if not a little bit more of, of the, the total population of the city of Austin, Texas. I, I live there. <laughs> yeah. I didn't go to the university of Texas, but I lived there, went to a different school right across the road. Um, but the university of Texas, just their gridiron program, not talking their, their overall Athletic, athletic program, program just yeah. the football program at the University of Texas, the the Longhorns brother, Hook'em Horns. <laughs> um, they they bring in over eighty million U.S. dollars per year. I think it's even closer to yeah above ninety. Well, it's, I think well. I think this this year will be above above ninety. They, they've made their stadium bigger. Like they they they've got their own Longhorn TV. US, US dollars, Matt. Matt US dollars, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so add 30% on top of that yeah. to, 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 you know, think about what it, what it is in Australian dollars and even more on top of that, if you want to do it in New Zealand dollars. Um, but o- over probably 80 to 90 million per year. And that's one sports program within, within. the university. I, I, I think the the total revenue, um, for, for the entire athletic program was close to $390 million. A year, U.S. U.S. One institution, and there are twelve hundred and eighty-one of them, just in the NCAA. Not to mention the other divisions, the <laughs> other divisions and competition. But we're talking today about the NCAA. Yeah. Um, you know, now think to Australia, the most profitable organization, sports organization in Australia is the West Coast Eagles. All right, and, and they're bringing in about sixty-four million Australian per year. If you don't believe us, you can Google it. You, you can look you it Google up. it yourself. Jump on Bing, even whatever search yeah, engine whatever. you use. <laughs> Yahoo. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> Facebook. Yeah. Um, but but that's like that's why you hear about the NCAA Division One because it, it is it is 
as an amateur sporting organization. Amateur sport. There's not even professional sport. Yeah. Amateur sport is bringing in close to double what your highest grossing professional sports team in Australia is bringing in. That's why you hear about them more. Yeah, exactly. So um, it makes sense that, that people know about the NCAA Division One sort of on a worldwide scale because, yes. like you said, they're the, the biggest uh, institutions that, that bring in more money than any other institution. So, um, they're the easiest Googleable. Yeah, inst- like, search. I want to look at the best, you know, best soccer school. Well, okay, you know, best field hockey school in USA. Yeah. Bang. All right, like that's the type of search that you're going to do, and the yeah. type of result that you're going to turn back is NCAA, NCAA Division, Division One. One. Yeah. All right. So, yep, that's where I want to go. Yeah. Exactly, but the, of course, the theme of this podcast or the topic is is comparing the NCAA Division One to, to Division Two. We just spoke about the NCAA Division One and why it's the most well known, uh, publicized sort of division in in the US. Um, but it's not not so different from the NCAA Division Two, to be honest. No. Um, but we'll, we'll or compare. Division Three, exactly, and we'll or the compare. NAIA, <laughs> or the USCAA, we will, or the NJCAA, or the up. ACCA, yeah. or the CCCAA, or the NWAC. <laughs> Just a number of other divisions there in the US. Just, uh, but uh, we'll compare the two. We'll talk about how they are different and, and where they're different and how they're also similar as well. Um, so stay tuned. In the next segment, we're going to be talking about both divisions and, and give you guys a little bit of a comparison so you can understand uh, these two divisions a little bit better. And still how that is only a fraction of what's out there. Exactly. All right, Matt, we'll start uh, on a very basic level uh, and I guess give everyone a, a decent understanding of why these two divisions are labeled the way that they are. Um, we'll talk about the, the differences, but like I said, first and foremost, why are they labeled the NCAA Division One, NCAA Division Two? Right, so very basic level. Firstly, they're separated by size. Size in terms of land mass, uh, but also size in terms of student population. You know, you, 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 Division One programs will typically have anywhere from, you know, 15,000 to 60,000 students. And, and that's what makes a big Division One or a smaller Division One. But, but in terms of overall student population, that, that, that is what would separate two. Um, sports on offer. So the number of sports that they offer for both male and female athletes, that, that will separate, um, you know, divisions. Yeah. You, you could have a very large population of students, but they offer a limited number of sports and that's why they're in division two as opposed to division one. Yeah. So you, th- there's, there's that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also revenue, uh, how much revenue do they generate? Yeah. Um, because when it comes to revenue in, you have to think about revenue out and <laughs> revenue out in the, in the, in the forms of, you know, recruiting budgets and operating budgets and these, you know, different things like that. You, when, when it comes to actual competition, you know why Division One teams play against other Division One teams is because their resources for recruiting and, and operating and and all those their revenue is is consistent and, and and similar, which which keeps the playing field even even exactly ish, right? Like like and we'll touch on the theor- of- theoretically yeah exactly theoretically it keeps the 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 playing field level. Yeah. Um, now uh, again. Will Division One teams play against Division Two teams? Yeah, in, in, in exhibition games, mm. you know, in, in, in friendly matches, and yeah, yeah, preseason and, and, and even spring, you know, like so so that like the, they will play against each other. But when it comes to the competition that actually counts towards 
you know, postseason and, you know, continuing your, you're, you're playing against other teams in the same division because your, your resources in terms of attracting athletes and operation and, and, and all that are, are, are similar. So, all right. So they're separated by those things, but that correct, again, that doesn't necessarily have anything nothing, to do with the competitiveness no, of nothing, that, of nothing, nothing that projects. separates that division one from division two deals with competitiveness. Like because whether it, I'll even put D three, you know, Division three in the mix, and the NAI, like every team, wants to be as good as possible, yeah. right? Like a, a good competitive program. Like it's not a system of promotion and relegation. So you don't, you know, if you don't do well in Division one one year, then you don't move down to Division two, or vice versa, move from Division two up to Division one, unless your student population increases Grows. to the point yeah. where it's no longer deemed an NCAA Division. Two institutions. So we have seen several schools make that transition over the last couple of years to from Div two to Div one, but not because their teams got better, but because <laughs> their student population increased and and, and the, they added a few sports. The, exactly, they that, added a yeah. few sports, and then what they needed to then be able to do was again play against fair opposition based on their size and their revenue stream. Yeah. So that's what moves them up. Um, a lot of people you, will say, yeah, based I guess like you were saying before, promotion relegation will. I'm this type of athlete. It makes sense for me to go to maybe a lower sort of Division One school, higher Division Two school. That that's the one that gets me the most. Yeah. All right. That, that I probably hear the most. Look, you know, like I'm a pretty good athlete, so I think I'd like to go to either, uh, you know, low Division One or high Division Two, or even low Division Two, high Division Three, or and it, and it goes on. Yeah. Know? Like yeah, low Division One or <laughs> high Division Two or high Division Three, low Division Two. No. Yeah. That that you know, like get that out of your mind. Yeah. That's not the way that it works, mm-hmm. all right? Because yeah, like that that has nothing to do with it. Like <laughs> it doesn't like make sense. A top a top division two is going to compete with a top division one, and yeah. a top division three is going to compete with a top division two and a top division. So a top team yeah. in in any division, even outside the NCAA, in the NAIA and yeah. junior college, and you know California and Northwest Athletic, like. You, top team is, is going to have similar competitive standards and athletes that, that are playing for top teams like I said they're, they're high high level athletes I think the biggest difference that you see from division one to division two uh, in, in terms of you know the competitive standards is that the, the I guess the differentiation between the best and the worst division one team mm. it's a smaller gap than the best and the worst Division exactly. Two so on, team. On average, as a whole, the the standard is is slightly better. But again, the the top Division Two teams would roll any low Division One teams or compete with the top Division One teams. It's a similar sort of spread in in all divisions. You know, exactly. exactly. High standards, lower standards, which we'll touch on more in the. There, there's in just the next fewer, segment. like in Division One, they're bigger schools, and yes, they've got bigger budgets, and there's fewer low, lower standards in Division One. Yeah. Whereas, like some of the teams in Division Two are, are, you know, they're all competitive, yeah. but they'll they'll have lower technical stand. Excuse me. Then, <laughs> sorry, they'll have lower technical standards than than you know. I guess the the teams that are in the lower standards of Division One. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, like you don't you don't go from from a, a low Division One to a high Division Two. Like you don't go, set, that's not how it works. No. Because if you want a high Division Two, then 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 that's that equals a high Division One. That equals a high Division Three. That equals high level athlete yeah um and i guess the, the question of this episode and, and something that's brought up more often than not is what what is better 
Um, you know, everyone wants to go to the best schools athletically, academically. Um, we get you know, a variety of different questions all the time. Or if they're getting into Melbourne Uni, Sydney Uni, we want it to be similar to that. Or they're playing at this level athletically here, we want it to be similar to that or the, better. The, the funniest the one is what is better? Yeah, yeah. Let's. Yeah. That's so the question for you: What is what is better? Well, look. Firstly, it depends on what it is that you're like, like how you're looking at this opportunity. Yeah. What do you consider to be the best? Yeah. Right. Like. Like, do you want to go to just the best school academically and the best school athletically? Or do you want to go to the best school for you academically academically and athletically? Because yeah. that has nothing to do with the division. Yeah. Right? Like, that, that's, that's how you have to think. The, do you want to go to just the best school? Because then, then, yeah, like, you, okay, go. That, 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 that means... You're probably not going to be playing sport there, yeah. and and unless you have amazing grades, you're probably not even going to get into school there. But like, if that's all that you want, then you just just go where your grades can get you into, that your budget allows you to go. And and you know, if 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 playing sport is not important to you, then you know you can go to the school with the most elite sports programs in the United States that you won't touch that also has really high academic standards and then you just have this great experience as like a, a, a normal international student yeah but do you want to play sport yeah. and 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 if you do want to play sport then your sporting ability has to be you know looked at on on, on equal terms or 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 in unison with your academic ability to find the best academic institution that offers the things that you want that also caters to your athleticism. Exactly. You know, so, so is, it, is it just that you want to go to the best or do you want to go to the best for you? It's and, all based around you. And, and, and your mindset and how you look at this, yeah. at this option. Because if you want to go to the best that, that's possibly out there and, and you think that your, you know, your grades and your athletic, you're a Division One athlete... Well, like, that's not you. You don't decide that. No, you can really only go where your academic and athletic abilities, as well as Allow- your budget, allows you to go. Allows you to go. Um, exactly. Example, you know, we'll, we'll use an example. Uh, if you want to go to the best school academically and athletically for soccer, then you're looking at Stanford. Yeah. They don't have a single international on their, on their roster. Maybe one, and I think they're a goalkeeper, hasn't seen a minute of the field. That's the best school athletically for, for soccer. One of the top schools in the world academically. Um, Same thing for swimming. They have Olympian uh, swimming there. Uh, breaking world records. Katie Ledecky just broke, I don't know, a number of world records at the Rio Olympics in 2016. Goes um, to Stanford. Yeah, goes to Stanford. Like, are you on that level? If not, then you're never going to see a minute of the field. You're not going to be jumping in the pool anytime soon unless it's the local pool you know, where you're doing <laughs> yeah. backflips off the diving board. Um, and, and you're going to struggle. Like, you, you may struggle academically unless you're at that. You may not even get admitted academically that, that's if you're it. not at that level. So. It doesn't make any sense for you to go to a school like that if, if your abilities don't allow you to do that. And, and your budget as well is obviously your financial capabilities is, is super important well, as well. That's the other thing. It, like, it makes no sense. No. No, like it makes absolutely no sense. Because, uh, again, when you look out in, in, in the full scope of what's out there, there's plenty of options that, are gonna, that, that will suit your budget, that will suit your academic desires and, and, and ambitions and abilities, and that, that will suit your ability athletically yeah. is it is it the first ep, you know result that pops up on google probably not probably some some school that you've never even heard of but th- does that make it any less a, a, of an amazing opportunity that, that that's right for you yeah not at all right but but it depends again on on your mentality the best one that i hear 
is, oh, well, I got into Melbourne Uni here, so I want to go, I, I want something better over there, and I want a full scholarship. Whoa, whoa, so... You weren't going to get that here. You weren't going to get, yeah. What makes you think, if you weren't going to get that here, you, if, yeah, like, what makes you think you're going to get it there? Like... That's a that's a good one. But yeah, and, and okay, so back to the I guess the theme of the episode: NCAA Division One, Division Two. What's 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 better? What's best? Well, what's best for you? And that could certainly be the NCAA Division One. It could certainly be the NCAA Division Two or any other division out there. Um, but it's somewhere where you're going to I guess flourish and grow academically. Somewhere where you're going to go in and compete, you know, or, or have the chance to compete straight away. You still have to comp- you know prove yourself athletically. It's not. You're going to go over and you're just given a starting position. It could be um, either one, really. Somewhere somewhere that's affordable and within sort of a family's budget and financial capabilities. Like, it's, it's somewhere based around any preferences that you may have. Like, that's the best school for you. Um, whether it's in the NCAA Division One or Two, or or not, um, that's that's best. Right. Essentially. Somewhere where you're going to enjoy your time. But, but again, like, you're the one that decides what experience that you want. Yeah. And, and, and if, you know, if, if the... The thought of being in a Division One school, you know, and, and going to a Division One school is more important to you uh, than, than actually competing and playing sport. That's certainly, then then a hundred percent. Then you know, let's 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 look to make that happen. But yeah. if, but again, if if you want to be a college athlete, and and you want to play in Division One, Division Two, mm. well, well, look. To be quite honest, like e- either one of them is going to provide unbelievably high standards yeah. and lower standards. Yeah. You know, and, and everything in between. But but your suitability to either one of those divisions, if you want to be a, a collegiate athlete, especially a scholarship <clears throat> collegiate athlete, that's not your decision. Yeah. You don't make that decision. All that you can do is present your information based on, 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 on you know, what you bring to the table, both yeah. academically and, and somebody else will decide whether or not you're suitable for their Division One or their Division Two institution, and, and if it's a Division One, then it, then then that's great. It's it, that's a bigger institution than a Division Two. Yeah. And if it's a Division Two, then that's great too <laughs> because it's still a great institution that's super competitive. It's just a little bit smaller than a Division One. Exactly. And look, in in the next segment, we're going to break down the athletic side of things a little bit more. We'll compare, I guess, the athletic standards within the NCAA Division One and the NCAA Division Two. Uh, so you can understand, like we've touched on it a little bit so far, but um, we'll break it down even more to, to give you a better understanding of, I guess, the athletic side of things within each division. All right, as we mentioned, we're going to be talking about uh, everything to do with athletics or the athletic programs within the NCAA Division One and Division Two, and, and compare the two. There are obviously... Higher standards, as we mentioned, in D1, lower standards in D1, higher standards in D2, lower standards in D2. Um, However, on average, I guess the level is a little bit higher than than other divisions across the the board. Right. Um, The the best athletic standards within those divisions is typically a little bit higher than everything else. Than the top standards within each other. So, for example... Our NG marginally exactly our NG NJCAA school we were Na- top national, ranked, we we're junior college yeah so junior college top ranked junior college within the top ten uh, in my my first year very high standard we played against NJC uh, NCAA Division One and two schools uh, and we would beat them um, these were sort of the mid range and lower lower sort of D one D two schools uh, if we had played against the top D one and D two schools chances are we probably would have yeah probably would have got beaten. 
Uh, right. Because these, you know, the, the athletes that are being recruited at these bigger schools are, you know, ridiculous athletes. Uh, again, as, as some mentioned. of the best athletes in the world. Yeah. Some of the best amateur athletes in the world are playing in Division Two and Division One schools at the at the best standards. Which yeah. means, if you're going to go and play for for high Division Two, low Division One, right? No, you need to be one of the best athletes in your country. Yeah. As an amateur, and not not just your area, but your country, yeah. country, big scale, big, big, right? <laughs> really big. Um, yeah, you've got future professionals, of course. You know, you see yeah. people getting drafted after their first year of college in, in these bigger schools. Um, you've got Olympians competing, but again, not only in these top sort of NCAA Division One and Two schools. You've got Olympians in all divisions. At the, yeah, at the, top, at the top standards in all divisions, and, that, and that's um, what people don't realize. Like, like the top standard across any division is is a very, very high standard. Yeah, it, it, it just the disparity between best and low, you know, top standard and bottom standard yeah. in divisions outside Division One is just a little bit wider. But again, the best of the the best in any division in the NCAA outside the NCAA, you're looking at national caliber athletes exactly and look if you aren't the the very best in your particular sport in your country that's yes, okay yes you can still get opportunities within these divisions you just may need to look lower within that division right um and that's that's completely so completely again up to like you. our our top our top 10 junior college yeah taking on you know mid-ranked division one schools to test ourselves and we win yeah like we're playing at a good standard. That's great. Let's keep that up, boys. Yeah. Um, you know, our, our top junior college playing against good, solid, highly ranked Division twos and hanging with them. Boys, we're, we're playing at a good standard. Yeah. Keep it up. Yeah. Um, you'll, you'll see that with, uh, again, not only the NJCAA, but every other division that you've mentioned just before. Higher standards, lower standards, the best school for you, whether it's NCAA Division One or two or any other division, the best school for you is, you know, is somewhere where you're going to go in and, and flourish and, and be happy and yeah, enjoy, ha- like, enjoy your sport, you know, do well academically, lift your grades. Um, really, really, it's, a, it's the place where the coach feels yeah. that you're going to be an asset. Yeah. Like, your characteristics are going to be an asset. And, and, and the magnitude of this opportunity, whether it's in Division One, Division Two, Division Three, the NAIA, the NJCAA, the CCCAA, the USCAA, the NWAC, <laughs> all right? Like, no matter where it is, the magnitude of this opportunity is huge. It's so much bigger than, than like, just what you get here, hmm. you know? Like, and, and, and it's, there, there's, there's more athletes competing for, for opportunities in that system than, than what you've ever seen yeah. in, in, in your system. So, so, again, like, the best opportunity for you is going to be the... From, from a place in any division that is going to support you and your academic ambitions and, and your, your athletic ability yeah. and, and where someone feels that you're going to be an asset. Exactly. Um, again, if that happens to be in a Division One program, great. If that happens to be in a Division Two program, great. All right, if it's Division One, it's bigger. If it's Division Two, it's a little bit smaller. Division Three, it, <laughs> it's smaller again. a little bit smaller, but similar in size. Yeah. In the NAIA, exactly like Division Two. You know, junior college, exactly like Division One, Two, Three, the NAIA, and everything else <laughs> at the highest level. Yeah, he, like it's there's just there's so much out there. Exactly, and and to sum it up, um, obviously the the key differences between Division One and Division Two. Let's let's touch on that quickly. What are the, I guess, the key or main differences within those 
two divisions, and we touched on them obviously. But yeah, we'll so size of institution, yeah, landmass as well as overall student population and revenue generation, uh, and and the number of sports on offer. Examples: University of Texas compared with Drury University in, in Missouri. So University of Texas, about sixty thousand students. Yep. Drury University, Division Two. Great soccer program. Fantastic. Know the head coach. <laughs> ben, ben Taylor. Shout out to Ben. How are you? <laughs> no, but Drury University, about 15,000 students. Yep. So 60,000, 15,000. Revenue. Texas, as we said before, just the football program just alone. Just the football program alone, 80 to 90 million per year. Yep. Drury, less. <laughs> Way less, right? Less. Maybe 80 to, let's say $80 million across every possible sport opportunity. Yep. For the whole the whole school, yeah, right. So so again, different different revenue in means different operating budget, different recruiting budget, which will separate the divisions. Exactly. Uh, Drury men's soccer program quality. All right. Will they knock off the division two? Will they go and 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 beat a lot of division one programs? A hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Will will they be able to beat every division one program, or will they be able to beat every division two program? No. Will they be able to beat every Division Three program? No. no. <laughs> I guarantee Luther College would go down and give them a run for their money, Division yeah. Three. Yeah. So, look, again, <laughs> when it, when it comes, which division is best, it shouldn't matter, no. to be quite honest. The division, not, the, the division should not matter. That shouldn't be something that you're thinking. That, that should not be no. your driving force is, my coach says that I'm a Division One athlete, or my coach says I'm a Division Two athlete, so that's where I want to go. No, yeah. no your, your coach likes you. And told you good things. What what that equals on the other side of the world, that's not your coach to decide. That's not you to decide. That's for somebody else to decide. Yeah. If you want to be a collegiate athlete. Mm-hmm. If you don't care about being a collegiate athlete and you want to go to the best possible school and you want to go Division One, and that's what you want, then you can do that. Apply to schools that you can get into. Apply to schools that you can afford. And, and play intramural sport that has no training. It's just for fun and get involved in the college culture and, and I guarantee that will still be a phenomenal experience exactly and something we didn't touch on just uh, before as well which we'll bring up now is um, obviously these schools bring in, bring in a lot of money but that's due to the reason that or due to the fact that, that costs to attend these institutions are a little bit more expensive than let's say the NJCAA junior colleges or even the NAIA um, you tend to see that the total costs for tuition fees room and board food meal plans um, are higher as well so you know, in order to scholarship an athlete, a coach needs to spend more of their budget. So if they're spending more of their budget, they want it to be on an athlete that is, you know, going to come in and make a big impact. Uh, right. Which is, like you said, the you know, the, the best athletes, which why that is why that standard sort of is brought up a little bit. But you need to have, you know, your financial capabilities need to be sort of matching to that of where the costs are at for these particular schools. So Right. Um, and, and that's like going into this whole process with the idea that it, it, it shouldn't cost you anything or that you're entitled to a big scholarship in, in any particular division or, yeah. or, or anywhere, like you, you're going you're gonna to be left disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, be, because again, it, it should be about where you're going to be able to maximize your abilities, any division, anywhere, as long as the school offers what you want to study, is, a coach believes that you're going to be a good asset which means that you're going to come in and you're going to play, you're going to participate, you're going to enjoy your experience, you're going to have a good time. Plain and simple. Like you could be in a, in, a, in, in the biggest Division One school in the country, uh, in, in the best location in the country, and not playing any sport, uh, and 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 you, that's not enjoyable unless 
sports not important to you, yeah. which is very, very few of you that are actually listening to this podcast. So, uh, again, keep an open mind about where you want to go. Mm-hmm. You know, be, be accepting of anything in any division as long as it makes sense for you. That, that's, that's the ticket. Yeah, it certainly doesn't make sense for us to pass on an opportunity that, uh, you know, here's so-and-so university, it's going to cost you a fortune, you're probably never going to play, chances are you'll struggle academically, go for it. It's a great option. Like, <laughs> probably wouldn't be here recording no. this podcast, we wouldn't have a business. You know, no. It's all about no, making it's... sure that the opportunity is suitable for you and, and somewhere where you're going to in, enjoy your time. Most definitely, and that's the name of the game, is yep. where, where you can go and, and ex- have the experience that you want uh, go and, and, and enjoy your sport. Develop both academically, athletically. Have the best time in the world. Shouldn't matter what division that Shouldn't is. Shouldn't matter what division that is. No. Division doesn't doesn't determine how good of a time you're going to have. No, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, look, wrapping up episode 64. Uh, we'll be back next week with 65. Don't forget to share any feedback that you have. Um, give us a star rating on iTunes. Share the podcast. Listen to us on Spotify. Um, we're uh, yeah. If you have any, we're questions, all over the place. Exactly. If you have any questions, we're We're always here. We're always available to to have a yarn. So thanks, uh, guys. Wrapping up 64. We'll be back next week.